Hello, this is Violet Rain, your host for the Rebel Haven Podcast, a show designed to inspire, educate, and empower our community of entrepreneurs that think differently. For as in the words of the great and late Steve Jobs, the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. I have a dream that one day, that one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Well, well, well. It's been a long-ass time since this lovely creature has been on here sharing a podcast with you all. I'm excited to be back and really looking forward to committing time to probably getting a weekly podcast out at a minimum to you guys. I've really been missing this space and I'm excited to be able to dedicate more time back to sharing some free, beautiful, inspiring, activating content with you lovely humans, my favorite badasses. So today we're going to be talking about overcorrection and what that means and how that shows up in our spiritual and personal development work and what we can do to help ourselves when we are overcorrecting. First of all, I want you to understand what that means. So like if you were driving on the road and you're like veering off and you would like overcorrect to get back on the road, you can actually spin out, wreck, crash, like harm yourself if you overcorrect too strongly. So as a little country bumpkin that grew up in Idaho, I, I know a lot about driving in the snow and I know a lot about the dangers of overcorrecting and how to navigate that when it comes to road safety. Now let's talk about it in relation to personal development. So I'm going to use myself as I love to do as a guinea pig here and talk to you a little bit about one of the areas that I have found that I was overcorrecting in and what I've done to really manage that. So I grew up in a home that a lot of things were brushed under the rug. There was a lot of suppression of emotion. There was a lot of not addressing things, just letting it go. My mom did an expert job of hiding what was going on in my parents' marriage and the things my dad was struggling with at the time. And what ended up happening, as you can probably guess, is a lot of that emotion and energy built up and eventually there was an explosion. And when that happened, there was a lot of collateral damage and a lot of messes. And any time that emotion is shamed or things are suppressed or not addressed or talked about, it can become a breeding ground for addictive behaviors and self-destructive behaviors because that is what shame does. It has us feeling inadequate, not knowing how to manage and handle our own emotions. And so we seek outside of ourselves for some sort of substance or compulsive behavior that can help us feel a little bit better temporarily. And then it turns into quite the beast. So this resulted in a lot of substance abuse issues with my siblings and um, self-harm happening my sub- with my siblings. It was just a really nasty situation. And it was around this time that I actually found personal development, as a lot of you know. And I began reading my first self-help book when I was 12 years old. I felt absolutely head over heels in love with what personal development could do for the planet. And I got so excited to share all the tools, all the insights and concepts. I was just thinking to myself at that adorable age, man, if everybody knew this shit, 
we'd have a totally different planet. And I became so committed at that age. I am going to be a motivational speaker. I'm going to change the planet. I'm going to go out there and do the damn thing. And everyone will know. And then everyone will have the power to choose better because they'll know better. Well, that is when I first discovered the importance of expression and not hiding things under the rug and really addressing things head on and really expressing how it is that I felt. And I became very committed and overly excited about addressing things very directly and head on. And this continued to grow and I began and continued to become more and more intent on directly addressing issues right there in the moment. And then I had my first marriage and some things happened in that marriage that had me even more committed to addressing things and not letting anything be unseen or untouched and so committed to, you know, disclosure is the only right choice and everyone must be honest all the time with everything. And this actually, when I overcorrected, became very damaging and it became a shadow. And that's part of the point of this podcast today, you guys, is just talking about when we find a good thing, sometimes we can go overboard with it. We can overcorrect with it and create even more problems for ourselves just on the flip side of the issue. So one of the things I've been actively working on right now with my coaches is learning when to put something on the shelf to address at a later time. And one of the main phrases that my coaches, they're absolutely incredible, um, that they've been sharing with me is, you know, shelving something is not suppressing it. Just because you put it on the shelf and say, now is not the time and now is not the place does not mean that you are suppressing. That does not mean you're not going to address it. That does not mean you're not going to honor it, but it does mean I am going to wait for the right timing. And this requires another level of discipline in the mind to really not act out in reaction or act out compulsively. So this is one of the things that I've been actively working on that I've seen that I've overcorrected, that I've swung way too far. Now, when we begin to really dig in and do personal development work, it becomes pretty clear that the majority of our issues in our adult life stem from experiences we had in our childhood and, and or some things that are in our DNA or that are things that we've picked up and taken on and kept with us from past lives. So that's the work. That's what we're doing as adults trying to heal and realign ourselves to our original innocent connection with God, our worthiness, our worth, the worth that we came here with that we don't need to earn, that we don't need to prove, that we don't need to fight for, just what's inherently ours. We came here to reclaim all of that through healing generational karma, trauma, and bullshit and then our own that we've taken on through this lifetime and other lifetimes that we may have lived. So when you're trying to figure out why you may do a certain thing or behavior and you're seeing that it's not serving you, but you don't know how to not do it, it's very possible that you could be overcorrecting from something in your childhood or an experience that you've had. So I have a lot of great examples of this with clients that I've worked with over the years, but it's not uncommon if someone felt very untrusted or controlled as a child for them to move into adulthood and actually make 
poor decisions, things they actually don't want to do, but just to prove that it is that they can do it. It's, it's this rebellion that they're needing to assert their freedom and their independence in this way. And it's really ironic because when they overcorrect, they actually go and energetically prove to the parents that didn't trust them that they weren't capable of making their own decisions. And it's, it's this really frustrating, ironic thing that we do that doesn't actually get us the results that we want. I've also seen this with a couple of my clients. I've had women that have come from very intense cult backgrounds where they grew up being seen as property for men. And, you know, the men in their culture had many, many wives and they were there to service the men, cook and clean for them and to make their babies. And once they get out of that cult environment and get out into their everyday normal life, they can develop very intense overcorrection behaviors that create something that it is they don't want, but they're simply trying to assert or reclaim some sort of independence or some sort of semblance of owning their own sexuality. And an example of this, this was a couple of years back. I worked with a couple that, you know, the, the husband and her were both from the same cult and, you know, they come out of the cult really ready to just, you know, have their life theirs again and not have the church controlling or owning it. And after a couple of years of being outside of this environment, the wife developed this really strong need to have complete and total, um, exploration of her sexuality with no real accountability. And one of the things that was really hard was, you know, she was wanting to go into an open relationship. He wasn't wanting that. Um, she was bringing, um, individuals home to their house where their kids were, you know, he was getting off work and walking in and she's there with these people that she's dating. And it was this really big overcorrection assertion of her own freedom and her own willpower in a way where she was creating collateral damage because she was allowing the wound to drive her. And this is what can happen when we've been in any experience where we've been abandoned or neglected or cheated on or lied to or controlled, that we will exhibit these over-functioning, over-correction behaviors that don't actually get us what we want, that don't actually solve or heal the wound, but they give us this temporary relief. It's almost like an addiction. The behavior is compulsive. And when we act or we do it, we feel a slight reclamation of our own power. I'm going kind of deep here into a, a really confronting topic, but people who abuse others, whether a spouse or their children or other people's children, they most of the time were abused as a kid. And as ironic and weird and fucked up as it sounds, they're trying to heal their own trauma by reenacting it. And they're trying to reclaim some sort of sense of power of like, you know, I was raped. And so now I'm raping. And when I'm raping now, I don't feel like the victim and I don't feel powerless. And although I don't want to be doing this or this feels horrible or this is illegal or this is so dishonoring or whatever the behavior may be, whatever it is that they're doing for that small moment in time, they get relief from the monster, the demon inside of their being that is nagging them and feeding them all the stories of how inadequate they are, how powerless they are, how stupid they are or, or whatever it is. And so to feel safe or to feel powerful or to reclaim something, they go and act it out in this really horrendous way.
I'm sharing all of this with you today because it can help us expand our mind. I'm always, that's the point of this podcast is massaging the brain, massaging the mind to be able to take in all aspects of the self, our shadow and our light, to be able to see both sides of an issue, to understand that there's a middle path that's going to be the most flowy, (laughs) the easiest, and the most aligned way of living. And that when we're too far on any side of the spectrum, we're too hard or we're too soft, we will have these symptoms in our life that don't feel good. You know, if you're too hard and too strict, you miss out on a lot of the fun, spontaneous things that you can experience in life. If you're too soft, then you don't have boundaries that actually create safety and honor and whatever else it is that you're wanting to create in your life. It's very disempowering when you go too far on either side of the spectrum. So I'm sharing with this with you today to support you in creating even more compassion for your past choices or the past choices of the people that you love. And again, this never makes an excuse fucking ever. Hear me clearly right now and know my heart. It is never justifiable or okay to go and, you know, rate people to work out your trauma. I'm not saying we don't hold boundaries. I'm not saying we don't um, uh, really hold people to an, an accountability for the energy that they bring and the harm that they do. But what I am saying is this can be used and brought in and integrated into the mind to assist you in moving forward in a way that allows you to create peace with your own past and to create some understanding of like, oh, I see why I did that right when I graduated high school. I see why I went and did these things that actually really harmed me because I was needing some sort of overcorrection or reclamation of my freedom, my independence, my sovereignty, whatever it is. And I see that I went about it in a really messy way, but I get what I was trying to do there. I was trying to get home to myself and this sucks really bad. And I see what I did there. And as we do this, we can really create some peace with our past so that we're not hung up in regret and beating the self up and identifying with choices we made in the past and making it mean something about how we're no longer worthy of love or we've really messed up or whatever it is and instead have it assist us moving forward in creating a really powerful awareness of why am I doing what I'm doing here and what is it I ultimately want what do I really want obviously I don't want to drive off the road here but I also don't want to overcorrect and spin out and end up in this um, burrow pit or whatever it is. So as we start wrapping up this podcast, I just want to invite you guys to take some time to contemplate, to journal about some of the things in your past, or maybe some of the behaviors you see in your partner or your kids that are frustrating to you, that you don't understand why they're doing it. They're actually hurting themselves with this substance abuse. They're actually hurting themselves with this behavior that feels belligerent or dishonoring. And really get clear on maybe what is behind what they're really doing. What is it they're actually needing and seeking? Are they needing more reassurance? Are they needing more independence? Are they needing to prove that they're capable or that they are trustworthy? Or what is it that they're actually doing? And especially, what is it that you're doing? And then go and try to support yourself in getting those needs met in a way that's not going to be an overcorrection, in a way that's not going to have you spinning off the road, in a way that's not going to be creating unnecessary collateral damage. So with that lovely thought, 
I would love to hear what it is that you discover as you do this contemplation and you take this time for yourself. Share it in the comments here, or you can jump over on Facebook and join the discussion. As always, I love you guys so much. I'm always rooting for your expansion, for your joy, for your love, for your ability to create all that it is that you desire. Lots of love to you. And until next time, 